0: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. I want to talk about uh, poor fat Matthew Perry, but before I get to that... um,
1: The Friends star? Yeah, Chandler. Yeah,
0: Chandler Bing. Um, uh, I teased a story on the Armstrong and Getty radio show. We do a four-hour radio show every single day, broadcast across the nation on various stations. We're in all the major cities.
1: And available online everywhere on Earth. Um, and in space.
0: I mentioned, how did we get on this? Oh, Michael made a mistake with the time. Yes, <laughs> he, he did. He counted us down to the end of a segment. And we stopped talking and turned out we had a minute left. Yeah, I had a minute left. <laughs> so then no. we, And it reminded me of when I was working in the feedlots in western Kansas. Uh, Gladys, you have to play the harp even on the podcast.
1: Read your contract, Gladys. Yeah. Why am I yelling at the poor old woman? Because I'm she can't so hear. Sorry. That's right. Read your contract, Gladys. <laughs> Her hearing is shot. Because she's a World War One veteran. Right. She was a, um, a cannoneer in World War One.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I was working in the feedlots and, uh, we're out somewhere working, doing some manual labor because it's all manual labor, doing hard manual labor. And one guy dude says, well, it's about 10 till, so I suppose we ought to be wrapping up. Okay. And so this, to give you an idea of time and place, he's the only guy with a watch. There's no such thing as cell phones. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Time to wrap up, so we put away all our shovels and everything like that. We're doing hard manual labor out there the hot sun and everything like that. We get on back, and we're a full hour before quitting time. Whoops. It's 4 o'clock, not 5 o'clock. And, uh, and the poor guy, he he's... It, it, and, and the reason that this has stuck in my mind so much is he he's the only, like, actually dumb person I've, I think I've ever known. Like, mm. really
1: dumb. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy, but just... His brain didn't work so good. It's
0: almost a box of hair. Yeah. Well, mm. looked like a freaking movie star. Really? Oh, my God. He might be... So the, balanced out. He might be the most handsome man I've ever personally known in my life.
1: That You know, it's funny you should bring that up. When Delaney was home for seven weeks, uh, our 20-year-old daughter, we, we jaw a lot, the two of mm-hmm. us, and, and, and just for fun, and Judy joins in, but her favorite uh, phrase is, Dad, it's a good thing you're pretty. <laughs> hit me with that all the time with a roll of her eyes so anyway yeah god made him pretty
0: yeah i just always thought that was interesting he, he was so embarrassed and no, nobody really said anything because you know what are you gonna do probably because like if it had been me i probably would have got a, a a real ration of mm-hmm. about getting the time wrong but right. everybody knew he was you know he struggled with lots of things so the fact that you can't tell time, you idiot. I mean, nobody yeah, was going to no, say that. No, that's no. Because he was an idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always remember that. So we got back, because it was the kind of job where there was no, like, you know, you're going to sit around and talk and read magazines. No, they're paying you for an hour's work, and you got to be doing So we had to go right back to doing some sort of manual labor for another hour to finish it off. Picking
1: stuff up, putting it back down. Still working. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I wonder what ever became of that dude, though.
1: Mm. It'd Probably be nice. he married a pretty dumb girl, and they had pretty dumb children. I don't know.
0: Or he married a uh, he he married a uh, you know an average looking girl who is smart and she's the wage earner and mm-hmm. they're perfectly happy.
1: And if he's a kind of decent soul, would you have a very very happy life together? He, he was a God kind of decent him. soul. Yeah. Just uh, Don't give him a watch without numbers on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, back in uh, when I was working at McDade and Company uh, Warehouse Store there in Westmont, Illinois, uh, the the sign in the back said, uh, "Caught sitting, you're fired." You just could not sit. You're supposed to be on your feet working. Yeah. You don't go into the back and grab, uh, you know, 10 minutes off the clock. No way.
0: Time to lean. Time to clean. That's what one of my early restaurant managers oh, would always say. Oh, that's a good one. What my boss used to say. Now, this is some bad language, people. I'm not talking to you. Talking to of those
1: little freaks who shovel cow crap.
0: My boss used to pull up in his truck and, like, you know, some people would be talking or something like that. And he'd say, F- Around pretty soon, you won't be around, and he'd drive off.
1: Yeah, they fired people all the time. (laughs) Hey, did he ever hit you guys with? If you don't like it, there's the door. (laughs) Well, we were outside.
0: Oh well, I'd be uh, having a meeting with the HR department about that. Yeah, the HR department. You can't talk to me like that, sir. That's hilarious. Yeah, the HR department. We worked. I worked with a number of illegals at that job. Um, who would all pretend they couldn't speak any English. And I find strategy. I, I found that out. I, the Perfect. way I found that out was I got stampeded by some cattle one time. Oh, and boy. this guy, Victor, that I worked with, who, uh, as far as I knew, didn't speak a word of English. Um, I was herding probably, I don't know, like 150 cattle down this this alley. And I was running them down. For some reason, they turned around. Every once in a while, they turn around, they come back. At they you. sensed weakness. So I, so I run to try to get the gate closed before they get all the way back, and I didn't yeah. quite make it, and they hit that gate, and the gate hit oh. me, and I went flying, and then all these cattle were running over me. It was a stampede like out of an old Western. Oh, and gosh, I just, gosh.
1: And I just You could have been killed. Oh, yeah,
0: hell yeah, I could have been killed. I just curled up in a ball, and I was just seeing you know, hooves and feet and stuff like that as they ran over me. And I remember Victor running over and say, Jack, you okay? You okay? <laughs> uh, even in my, you know, near-death experience, I was like, what the f***, dude? You don't speak English. I've worked with you for two years. I've never heard you say one word of English. Yeah. He just
1: didn't want to have to talk to anybody. I'm a man of few words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was a good dude. I wonder what ever happened to him. I remember one time somebody said something about the Border Patrol, and he said, f***.
1: The Border Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing he said. Oh boy. The only other English I and ever heard the of. The other Ray. one was, hey Jack, are you all right? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Anyway, so those are enough charming tales from my feedlot days.
1: Yes. Uh for some reason the
0: New York Post has been big lately on 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 uh fat Matthew Perry pictures.
1: Uh Chandler from Friends. Real I saw one the other day and thought why am I seeing this and just kind of moved on with my life. So they're doing that repeatedly? several days in a row. He is he's
0: gained quite a bit of weight and he does like do movie stars do this so they're not recognized or just because they're slobs? They're always in like t-shirts and sweats and I mean they're mm-hmm. always
1: dressed way worse than the
0: average person. In several cases, god, he's got to have
1: like 50 million dollars. Um Yeah, it could be just a not raise uh, you know any attention whenever I see this and it's more comfortable for the bigger man, yeah,
0: anyway, I was just watching I was just wondering why or how or and you know he can do whatever he wants, and you know you take pictures of me on a saturday morning, you'll you'll uh, see a similar uh, sort of shape and dress. Oh boy. out of me, but it just because Jennifer Aniston, Rachel looks better than she did when she was on the show. Mm. She looked pretty good then. Joey's let himself go a little bit. I haven't seen uh, Phoebe for a while. But uh, but
1: These people have real names. You're Chandler?
0: Saying. No, they're, they're not. They're TV. They're <laughs> real characters. These are six friends who lived together and hung out at the coffee shop. Right. I know it.
1: Okay. Um, he had beautiful hair, Matthew Perry. The picture I saw of him, he was quite balding and funky looking. Maybe he just yeah. has a, like a brush I just, cut. I, I, don't,
0: I don't know what it would be like to be any of those people, but you're famous. You've got unlimited money for chefs and working out or any of the things yeah. you want to do, and you just yeah. dressing better or whatever.
1: Maybe I'm hungry.
0: i've made it i got plenty of money right why am i going to keep trying chicks did me because i'm chandler bing yeah uh, have you seen the 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 streaming numbers from friends i got a whole new generation of people that are that (laughs) are are, are a huge fan
1: tell you what we've had just enough fame especially when we were on tv for several years that i don't want any more and if you no. have any wisdom, you sh- oh, you ought to know that. I no. mean, like those people, if, if Chandler Bing looked like Chandler Bing, oh, now you got me doing it, Matthew Perry, um, he can't go anywhere no. No, and I, do anything normal. No, I can't even imagine what that'd be like. Because like you said, we had a,
0: a little taste of it where you get recognized a lot. It makes you a weird person.
1: Yeah, it does. If You if, always have your guard up. if there's If there's a likelihood you're going to be
0: recognized walking, and now it doesn't happen, we're just on the radio, it doesn't happen to me that often. I know I'm going to walk in and out of the Target. Every once in a while, somebody will recognize me, but not that often. But when we were on TV, it was regular, and mm-hmm. it makes you weird. Yeah. It makes you weird just knowing walking from your car into the Target. There's somebody maybe with their phone out videotaping you or whatever. It's strange. Yeah. I remember walking out of a place one time, and a guy with his wife and kids held his phone and videotaped me walking in my <laughs> See, car. My- <laughs> what,
1: the- <laughs> what the hell? Like your Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> You shouldn't have done the big foot lope. <laughs> yeah. But if you were at, and, I, and
0: I always thought, and when I would go on vacation, I'd think, okay, now I'm in another town. I don't even have to think about Ooh, this. And, and you can
1: relax. And, yeah. and,
0: and I always thought, if you're Tom Cruise or something, that would be your life anywhere on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. It'd be, it would, how strange would that make you?
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it, it depends if you're <laughs> Tom, in Tom Cruise's case. Pretty strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the evidence is there. Yeah. <laughs> Depends if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Maybe that to makes some a extent.
0: Because Tom Hanks isn't strange, and he's probably recognized everywhere he goes on Earth.
1: I don't know if he's strange. I don't think he's strange. He seems pretty non strange.
0: He's not outwardly strange.
1: Right, right.
0: He's no. not big as Chandler Bing. For oh,
1: boy. Again, with the body shaming. He's <laughs> quite a movie. He's got uh, Tom
0: Hanks' is movie?
1: No. It, I'm looking at these, uh, Matthew these new Perry. Matthew Perry pictures. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, so am I. But, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and so am I. A little sensitivity there, uh, Skinny Sean. I thought but I, we outlawed you ever talking about food but or I, weight. It was food, but I'm adding weight. But I feel like
0: if I didn't have to work and I had his money, I would be in better shape. Maybe that's a lie I tell myself. Probably. You know, that's like, is- that's the whole uh, coronavirus thing. Like, oh, if I just had more time, I would blank, and nobody did any of but it. But I haven't had more time. Um, but it would be, wouldn't it be easier if you had like you have a, a gym level equipment in your home? A personal trainer and somebody to make healthy food for you. I just feel like it would You want to eat healthy food? Like what like <laughs> you, you're working out to to attract a mate. He's rich and famous. He doesn't need to do that. Right. Like what is the like yeah. what are the what are the, the, the motivators for him to Very you good know points. your health? So I like, look I, I, I can <clears> afford the best doctors. So we'll I look better <laughs> for a couple of disc jockeys? Yeah. We'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's a good point, Sean. What would be the motivating factor? I got more money in the world. The chick's already... I don't know. What what am I... Why am I doing this? I think I'll have a cheeseburger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com.
0: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty.
0: I ordered a pizza last night. We've had a really rough go of ordering food during the COVID. Uh, And all the restaurants, they just must be scrambling, like with half staff or whatever. Mm -hmm. I would say out of 10 attempts to get food at a restaurant, eight of them have gone. We've gotten either the wrong thing or nothing. Wow. Eight out of 10. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. At places that I've never had troubles before. But anyway, the latest last night, ordered a pizza. My son really wanted a specific pizza that he really likes and I got there and I I didn't look in the box at when I paid for it but when I got the car I put it in, the, in my truck and it smelled like tacos and I thought that's <laughs> weird for a sausage pizza I opened it up and it was a taco pizza I guess ah, it had that's perverted. taco meat and tomatoes and all kinds of weird I things eat that. Like, hard shells on it that just seems um, uh, Anyway I took it back in there and I said this is not a he said that's not a sausage pizza and you said yeah. Oh, so said, my kids aren't going to eat this and, and give my money back. And then the, there's no manager there, so he has to get on the phone. And it turned into like a 15-minute deal uh, to get my $35 back. All right, I could have waited 45 minutes for another pizza, but I wasn't going to do that. But anyway, yeah. you know, minor problem, just freaking annoying. Um, but that has happened to me, similar sort of thing, eight out of ten times. Yeah. Out. And it, that's got to be rough for the restaurants because I want <clears throat> to support them uh, and all that because I've been told that's a good thing to do. But they can't get your food right. It's just
1: impossible with the half-staff. Yeah, we haven't ordered out that much. I haven't had that experience. All I know is the uh, taco pizza is a perversion. I mean, is there a pizza taco? You order a taco, it's got tomato sauce on there and Italian sauce. It's disgusting. At the Taco Bell, you can get a Mexican pizza. Um, I'm at the T-Bell. It's barely a pizza. I will accept that. But a pizza place selling a Mexican-flavored pizza?
0: Is Del Taco a cut above Taco Bell? I think so.
1: Uh, I've eaten there twice in my life, I think. You think th- it's close? I'm a Jim Boys man.
0: Jim like, Boys, it's a yeah, cut above. Jim is good too. like oh, yeah, my yeah. Padre
1: yeah. before me. Yeah, Jim yeah. Boys, I think, is clearly above those two. So it's
0: like the Chick fil A of Ye- fast food, Mexican food?
1: Yeah, I would say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I had to swear off at it because I like it so much. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they
0: do the Parmesan cheese on the on outside the crust. Oh, it's
1: so brilliant! It's spectacular.
0: I might have to try one of those. I don't know. Is there one around here?
1: Uh, there are twelve around here. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: they're everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, close your eyes, start driving, you'll run into one. <laughs> it's next to the Starbucks. <laughs> Buddy of mine was trying to convince me to open a uh, a gym boys in the town we live because there isn't one. Yeah, um, and uh, that was right before the vid. I was actually starting to consider it. Looked into it a little bit, but.
0: I, that's like I would. I wanted to open a Chick Fil A that's on my way home on the right hand side. Why? So I can completely go in and eat without having to make a left hand turn. <laughs> that's that's why I would like to be a franchise owner. Right. Yeah, Just that makes so I sense. Can stop on the way home. Exactly. Without having to turn left. Right. But my town would never allow a ch- uh, uh, Christian business in it.
1: Oh jeez. No way. The Bible. You got are- <laughs> to vote with your feet, man. Like we were talking about the other day, you got to leave that hell hole. Why don't live in that town? There are six within five miles of here.
0: Uh, the Jim Boys yeah, tacos? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. Well, I'll be at one of them when we get done here. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I may have to do what that. What do I too. order? Tell me what to order.
1: Just the regular
0: tacos. Yeah, any of their tacos. You got your shredded beef, your ground beef. They got some uh, chicken
1: thing. Any of those, I think you'll. I'd, I'd start with a couple of ground beef. That's That's, a, that's, that's, fair. that's, that's your starter, Jim uh, Boys. It's like uh, Stairway to heavens First of Zeptune, you're here. Um, that's where you start. But then you can graduate to the grande chicken taco. And I recommend that. It's uh, extra large for the larger fellow. <laughs> for the hungry man. Exactly. <laughs> Friggin' delicious. Two of the little ground beef and one of the giant chicken. Whoever that first, was my meal of choice.
0: Whoever first came up with the idea that the extra big stuff for people with bad diets, you make it about your hunger. Well, you're just more hungry
1: than other you people. You have a larger appetite.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably working harder
1: and have a greater hunger. It's a coincidence that I also have a large ass. Are <laughs> well, you're not going to have the
0: large ass menu. <laughs> the morbidly obese menu. Make no. your
1: ass bigger,
0: Trey. You have the hungry man menu. Right, I, exactly. I just happen to be hungrier than other regular people.
1: Right. been burning
0: calories. I uh, got a Papa John's pizza on the way home the other day. Uh, my, my wife considers <sighs> that a child's pizza. I do, too. I love it. Oh. It's, my f- it's my favorite pizza. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It is well, child. And
1: the jury is back, Your Honor. <laughs> I would eat two of them right now. couple of gastronomical children I'm working my with. My kid
0: loved it, but, but he's a child. He is a child.
1: The jury now, Your Honor, has given you the verdict twice and wants to go home. No more testimony.
0: You know, the more I talk about the more I think I got to stop by on the way home again today. <laughs> I wish I had oh, a puppet. Sorry, Jim
1: boys, you almost With had a, a sale. a mouthful of Jim boys, <laughs> I don't take a large pie, too. Let's see. <laughs> just put the tacos on top of my pizza box.
0: Do you have a hungry man size? Because I'm a hungry man.
1: <laughs> you could just get two pizzas.
0: Yeah, we introduced Sam to the dipping the crust in the garlic butter thing. In the garlic motor oil? Which is... <laughs> Which he was hesitant to try, and then once he did, his eyes lit up with delight. Oh,
1: I probably boy. changed his life. That stuff is scary.
0: How <laughs> scary, addictive. Yeah.
1: You know what it is? It's scary in the same way uh, that Ronald McDonald's uh, milkshakes are scary. Because that stuff, you can leave that stuff out in the sun for a week, and you open it, it'll be exactly the same. Won't have gone oh, bad or changed consistency or anything.
0: Back when I drank... I would like, if I was going to watch an NBA game, I'd get a large Papa John's and like a 12-pack of Coors Light, just kill that pizza and the entire 12-pack, and then feel horrible. Serious. Un- unable to move on the couch. Serious, show me a better evening. <laughs> uh, no results found. <laughs> how about that? That's the top right there. Oh, that was awesome. Mm. Always was the same intent. I'm not going to eat the whole pizza or drink the whole 12-pack. You know I'll save some for later. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it never worked out. Never been so hungry in my life. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
1: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So we're recording this podcast on the twentieth of February. Um, yesterday, to was, those of you in the future, was the uh, the anniversary of the beginning of the Battle of Iwo Jima, which everybody has heard of because of the flag raising picture, right? And the famous movie, which comes out of the picture, I suppose. Right. Well, and the two uh, uh, the two Clint Eastwood movies about Iwo Jima are. I need to watch those again. They're so good. Really? Oh, sweet god. He two movies, one from the American perspective, the other from the Japanese perspective.
0: What a cool idea.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, only Clint could get it done. They're both absolutely brilliant. And the one from the Japanese perspective, according to I guess most people is is the superior one and it is really interesting, but So the battle lasted 30 days? Uh 5 weeks. 5 weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um some of the it, fiercest and bloodiest fighting uh, in the Pacific.
0: Interesting you would bring it up today. Those of you in the future, it's February 2020. You could be listening to this in 2030 hovering in your craft. It, it's 2202020. Um but uh the day that we're doing this is the day California's passing one of those meaningless resolutions apologizing for the internment camps.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, again, I mean yeah. It's just, well, I think it's some sort of show of political correctness or trying to win the Japanese vote or something like that. I mean, there have been so many apologies. And, and but yeah. uh, anyway.
0: to tying the two together, the, the reason for the internment camps was because we were at an actual fight to the death yes. with another country that had the upper hand on us, at least at the beginning. And the country was terrified.
1: Right. And There's he, a
0: possibility uh, of losing the war and being taken over by Japan.
1: Yeah, this is, this is the stuff that just drives me crazy with the way, you know, the, the mainstream media and sometimes schools deal with history. Both things are often true. There was a tremendous threat to the homeland and it would have come over the West Coast from Japan if Japan had chosen to, to do that probably would have been suicidal, militarily speaking, but there was a huge concern about spies and infiltrators and the rest of it. Having said that, the internment thing was horribly done and wildly unfair and racist and, and awful. But it's like the uh, the Red Scare thing, which is always portrayed as just paranoia and nationalism and stupidity, when in fact there were communists all over the place in our State Department and our media and our government in D.C. in general who were trying to undermine the government. Just it it went way too far. But anyway, getting back to uh, the battle for Iwo Jima. Hey, uh, Sean, could could you do me a favor and look up the title of those two Clint Eastwood movies? Um, Letters from Our Fathers or... One of them, I can't remember. Fistful of Dollars? No. No? No.
0: Any which way but lose. Any which way but lose. Any which way you can. You know, the
1: the sequel, Any Which Way You Can. Interesting bit of trivia about the... Bronco Billy. ...Iwo Jima. (laughs) There were no orangutans at all. Bronco Billy. Bronco Billy. (laughs) Excellent, Michael. That
0: was a poll. Excellent, obscure, not probably proud of it, Clint Eastwood movie.
1: Is it Letters from Iwo Jima? Yes. That was one of them. And the other one was something... But if you know what, if you know how Google works, you can find it. Clint Eastwood movies, Iwo Jima. Uh, a couple of interesting facts about this horrific. Uh, letters, uh, letters from Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Fathers. That's it. Yeah. I combined the two titles into one. Letters of our, of our Fathers. Dear son, haven't you found a job yet? <laughs> oh, let's see. Get a haircut. It was, by the way, it's, uh, historians say the result of the, of the battle was practically inevitable. Because we had, America had overwhelming superiority in numbers and arms, air supremacy. The Japanese could not retreat or reinforce. Um, We had it surrounded, but to actually take the island and use it was incredibly bloody.
0: Now, I read it yesterday described as the
1: worst combat in U.S. history.
0: Yeah. In terms
1: of... I can't contradict that. Violence of it uh, Japanese combat, de- combat deaths outnumbered um, the American deaths three times higher. Although American total casualties, dead and wounded, actually exceeded those of the Japanese. But listen to this. Of the 21,000 Japanese soldiers on Iwo Jima at the beginning of the battle, 21,000. Only 216 were taken prisoner. The majority of the remainder were killed in action um, although it was estimated that as many as 3,000 continued to resist within the various cave systems for many days afterward, eventually succumbing to their injuries or surrendering weeks later. Uh, interestingly enough, even during the battle, during the bl- bloody fighting and severe casualties, there was a real controversy over whether it was worth it, whether we could actually use it as a base anyway. Mm. Um. But Boy,
0: I haven't heard much about that, and that's the sort of thing... That uh, probably doesn't get discussed as much as it should, because you know how military stuff works. Yes. Because nobody would want to be on the hook for, you know, we probably didn't even really need to do that.
1: Right. Uh, There's a guy named William Pratt who wrote a book uh, entitled What Makes Iwo Jima Worth the Price? Um, And he said it was really useless as a a base and, and a couple other things. But, you know, but, oh, my God, Afghanistan, and this is one of our more serious podcasts, certainly, but... Ask any of the guys um, in the Korngal Valley in um, in Afghanistan, ask any one of the Hamburger Hill-type situations in Vietnam where you grab a bit of land and... You know, the generals say, no, it turns out we don't need that land, really. So we're going to march over here, having Wait. spent hundreds of thousands of lives in grabbing that piece of you're, land.
0: You're right. This is a serious podcast, the Bronco Billy reference aside. Right. Um, you often don't know until it's over, though. I mean, there are lots of Civil War battles you could look at and say, "Ah, eh, probably wasn't strategically necessary for all those people to die. But you, right. don't, you don't know that at the time, always.
1: Well, yeah, and things change, obviously. Um, the United States M2 flamethrower was heavily used in this battle, as well as the other places in the Pacific. Oof. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, uh, if you had uh, Japanese soldiers in pillboxes, buildings, caves, hold up, there's no way to go in there with guns, etc. you go in with flamethrowers. A battalion would assign one flamethrower per platoon with one reserve flamethrower in each group. Flamethrower operators were usually in more danger than regular troops, as the short range of their weapon required close combat, um, and you could see the flames from a long way away. And and the uh, the other guys really did not like that, and so they they sniped them a lot. But anyway, um, Marines later experimented with flamethrowers on tanks uh, during the battle, but uh, crazy violent. Uh, you know, we could go on and on about it, but. Um, watch those Clint Eastwood movies if you want to know more about the battle and the way it went, because it's it was hailed as pretty accurate. Um, it portraying the Japanese uh, uh, armaments and what's the what's the word their their defenses.
0: Will there ever have to be battles like that again, or would you just drop a tactical nuke on the island, kill everybody, and then go set up shop? I mean, if you're actually in a in a a battle for existence?
1: I don't know. Oh, oh a real existential yeah. battle? I don't know. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men or which one's more evil? We mm-hmm. could get into Hiroshima and Nagasaki now if you wanted, but it would make it even more serious. So we'll be having that
0: this summer then, the anniversary of that. So there'll be plenty of time to talk about that come June.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, I didn't uh, mention August. it was 1945 Sorry. that uh, the yeah. battle for Iwo Jima took place very late in the war. Um. Anyway, yeah, that and and I'm sure the the... Nazis
0: surrendered in April, I think, the European. So then it's on to Japan and uh, really the focus of that. And then you got that happening. Wow.
1: Right, right. We're either going to invade at the cost of many hundreds of thousands of lives on both sides and protracted fighting for God knows how long, or we drop a couple of nukes and it's all done. So then you got
0: the whole. So after all that, so you got the hard people making for good times. Mhm. Good times for making for soft people. Mhm. The soft people making for bad, bad times, which is where we're headed. Tough
1: times, yeah. Probably. Which make for hard people. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'm, be all right. Might not be good news for my kids. This is the saddest uh, most depressing podcast we've ever it's not done.
1: Depressing, it's realism. Again, the Bronco
0: Billy reference aside.
1: Are you depressed by realism? It's time. To, time to wake up. Listen to you sneezing when your country
0: needs you most. I'd rather my kids don't have to have their lives timed to live through hard times.
1: Yeah, I know. Hmm. I know what you mean. But there's not much I can do about it. No, you don't get to choose. Is the no. thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, much respect. Shout out to America's veterans, and you know, and that's the anniversary of the Battle of Iwo Jima. I apologize for my shocking levity. Yep. I, Inappropriate I, I, and shocking. Probably should edit it out. Well. That was edited out, is what I said. Why, why I, don't you take one more try, Mr. Biden? <laughs> <laughs> Check out the great new swag like the new masks at Armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong
0: and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of
0: Armstrong and Getty. The reason my wife traveled uh, so far was to pick up a a championship lineage pug puppy. I don't know what that championship is. And the award for worst breathing goes to...
1: Oh, Lord. Puggles the Pug. So a championship (sighs) line of pugs is like that racing or fighting or... I think it's fighting thing. pugs. You've watched...
0: Oh, jeez, that's horrific. You've watched the dog shows. It's all about yeah. the, the lines. Somebody yeah, they're, somebody they're, artificially decides how long their legs are supposed to be compared to their back and their, their gait. Cre- stuff like that. And then you breed them to try to get that size, shape. And then, uh, you know, you know, a whole thing. So how many yeah. dogs do you have now, Jack? I don't know. 70, 75. <laughs> uh, they don't stand still. I think that's we right. have four. I think... That's hilarious. If I stopped and counted them, I could come up with it, but I don't, th- I try not to think about it very much. Do they just like show up at random and you- <laughs> there's just a new one? And you go, oh, how about that? Yeah. You know? There are two outdoors and two indoors now. Yeah. So that's four.
1: A friend of mine just sold his suburban home and moved out to a country place, a few acres, got a little corral and everything. He's happy as can be. going to get him a couple of donkeys. Well, uh, cool. Well, I told oh, that's him- awesome. I said, get some goats. He said, no, we're going to get donkeys first. I said, why donkeys? He said, I don't know. My wife wants donkeys. There you go. So they're going to get some donkeys and some chickens. Um, What else? Oh, then he started to mess with me and tell me alpacas and stuff like that. But we're gonna I get, don't think he was serious.
0: We're going to get chickens as soon as the old lady dies. That's who I refer to the... Uh, oh,
1: jeez. The old wife
0: The... <laughs> No, the elderly female dog with oh. all the old lady, oh, oh. she's oh. she's she's toward the end of life, and the best dog I've ever had in my life, but she's toward the end of her life, but she is a chicken eating some bitch, I'll tell you that, and uh
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, but so we're yeah, gonna get chickens work. again,
0: but as so well as I can say, oh, having outdoor dogs is nothing if you have property, having outdoor dogs, whether you have two or three is you won't notice, mm. other than you'll have slightly more dog food you buy, I guess. Um, but there's really, but inside dogs, as you know, is something you do notice. And I have a feel like going from one to two is going to be quite noticeable as they interact with each other.
1: Puppies are easy. I mean, don't take much time or destroy. Yeah. Carefree. Yeah. (laughs) So what'd you end up naming the dog?
0: It has no name yet. It has no name. She, girl um i uh i don't i don't know i don't i'm not involved in that either so i'm not involved in this at any level really. it sounds like you're really just kind of a passive observer of this whole uh, experience you're just a passenger
1: in the in the pug ride. i
0: am a passenger in the dog getting world apparently yes <laughs> but as far as naming it, i don't care
1: how about uh they briefly, why they the they hell brief- is this dog here why would that be a good uh name <laughs> carol baskins yeah, you can well, call it why the for short
0: yeah, I guess there is there is some talk of breeding at some point. And being able to sell them and all that sort of stuff. Which, ah, I see. I don't know how well that works. A new well, sideline. Got, got the championship lineage now. Exactly. Then you got to find a stud, a stud pug, which seems like an oxymoron.
1: <laughs> God, yeah. I got to believe uh, pugs close their eyes when they have sex. <laughs> Just to those get are pur- ugly little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even your fellow pug is thinking, I can't get with that.
0: As the, as the as tiny puppies, they're pretty cute, but man, they turn giant fat blobs fast. <laughs> from what I understand, they carry it all in their face. From what I understand, <laughs> the uh, the the pug this championship lineage pug puppies parents are just like pillows with heads. <laughs> wow, <laughs> which and that's a, good. They, yeah, you I, the I, pugs?
1: yeah, was that something to look forward to? Well, pugs are kind of small though. What do they weigh? You reckon? You ever weighed your pug when they get big? Yeah, Pug Zito, what does he weigh? Um,
0: He's he's pretty solid because he's fat. I'd say he's 20 pounds, even though he's very okay, small. So that's a pretty small dog, yeah. He's very short, but he's fat. Uh, average Pug is about 14 to 18 pounds. Hmm. That's some excellent Pug data there, Sean. Thanks, <laughs> last, buddy. Last time he was at the vet, mm-hmm. the vet said he's gained three pounds. So I am well, that to percentage. him all the time. You know you've gained three pounds, so you might want to back away. <laughs> yeah,
1: back away from the bowl there, hmm. tubby. I don't know puppies. Well,
0: I... uh, puppies, kids, kids like them, but they're not really doing the work, you know. No, no. If you like, a... if you like, kids make decisions. As you know, you'd have like fifty puppies
1: and twenty kitties.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And birds and all kinds
1: of sh- all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Cause, cause they, and you'd be doing all the work.
0: Because they aren't going to uh, go to the pet store and pick up the food on the way home from work and just all that sort of stuff and clean their this and that and to pay the vet bills and
1: sure was it uh, during the show or during a commercial break we were talking uh about puppies and when i had uh uh eight a- onyx and ace um they chewed up freaking everything they chewed up the ignition Labrador line, line. Uh, yeah yeah black labs um i don't know why i have to bring race into it uh, they they would chew up the they chewed up the ignition line in my Weber grill so I had to light it by hand, which is no big deal. Now oh, that happened they, to
0: one of our grills yeah
1: huh. yeah They chewed up the uh, legs of the chairs at our kitchen table. They chewed up baseboards, which is how do you really do difficult that? To, how when you look at a baseboard, what would make you think you're gonna chew on it? It sticks out like you know three eighths of an inch. I think but I would, they chewed up the baseboard.
0: I think I might move out before I'd ever have a lab puppy. Oh yeah, they're just insane. Having heard the and stories too. Having heard yeah. the
1: stories, it's just terrible idea. Yeah.
0: Terrible we idea. work with a guy, he had a lab and, and they don't stop doing that to like what one and a half or something.
1: Oh no, no, no. That see, that's what they tell you. Listen, they calm down after a year or two. They calm down a little after a year or two. They're it's really they're four. Before they're not insane. Yeah. a couple Depending of, on the dog. A
0: couple of high strung dogs I've had, I would say, yeah, you're well into like four or five years old when they become the great dog you were picturing. Yeah. And that four Which or five years. Which is exactly
1: when we adopted Baxi Taxi. He was just turning five. Perfect. Like a perfectly ripe fruit.
0: But we work We work with a guy who had a lab that like, um, he would keep in the basement when he was at work and tore the wood paneling off the oh. living room. St- tore, ate the couch. He ate the walls. Ate ate the walls. Ate the couch. <laughs> tore up all the carpet. Like many thousands of dollars worth of damage. Oh yeah, yeah. I had, I had a lab growing up, and I used to remember. Uh, he would love it when people put pants on because he would try to just bite the end of the pants before your before your foot made it all the way through, turn it into like a tug of war game. I think oh, that's. Man. Wh- I think that's where the dog thing comes from, though. As as a kid, you remember the last half of their life, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the first half of the life is really rough. And you're probably too young a kid to remember it while your parents were trying to deal with all the holes in the backyard and destroying the fence and the the garden hoses chewed up and all that.
1: As a little kid, the dog chews up the table legs or whatever. What the hell does a kid care? Sure. I don't care. I'll sit at this table. I don't mind. Dad bought the damn thing, you know, and mom picked it out. She's not happy. But Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll bet that's true. The kids remember the mature years because that's m- much more recent. And and the trouble just doesn't matter to a kid.
0: If I had my druthers and I don't, I would I buy dogs that, like, you know, got abandoned. The, the old lady died when it was four or whatever and get those right. dogs. that are, They've been through the difficult years. They need love. They're fantastic dogs. That's what well, I Well,
1: like. and as I said during the radio show, it's easier and you appear to be noble. Oh, yes, we went to a lab rescue. Uh, Because this poor dog didn't have a home, which is all true, by the way. It seems more compassionate. I like the idea of sounding noble. Speaking of dogs, (laughs) did I show you this TikTok that my daughter sent me? It's really (laughs) funny. It's a dog. That's right. We will go for uh, and we will go yeah. on a <laughs> Then you see it's a horse. <laughs> you didn't know it was a horse. Do you know what, you Pugs? thought it was a person. <laughs> with Pugs,
0: part of the championship line is the more their face is rolled over their nose and it's hard to breathe, the better. Bah. It's considered.
1: So this one, this one can
0: barely breathe at all, and that's considered fantastic.
1: What the frig? I don't know. I'm not the AKC. That's insane. Is there a breed somewhere that can barely take a crap? And that's considered just a fabulous, fabulous quality. And look at this dog. Deaf as a stone. The deafer they are, the more it's admired. Look at this dog. His eyes bleed. (laughs) This one smells terrible. (laughs) Oh, my God. This one has heart attacks on a regular basis. It's considered very desirable in the breed.
0: (laughs) Can't get rid of the heartworm. Your vet bills will be through the ceiling. It's fantastic. The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com.